Okay, babe. Here okay, we are. Okay, babe. Here we are again doing the thing. Hey. Why would you make that noise? Hey. You make our daughter make the squeaky sounds that she makes. Those are all. That's you how you talk so? to her. <laughs> and she goes. She she whenever she makes her squeaky noises, she does both of our vo- voices. Does she? She goes. Uh, uh, that's me. And she goes. And that's you. I'm the pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> I go, uh, uh, that's just me. That's like, basically you can just like replace anything you I sell. say. We just go. Uh, uh, uh. And then she laughs. She goes. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> you, that is the sound of man though. Right, ladies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to anything. It was always you as a butthead growing yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother used to be with some, I've seen my mom so mad. You'd be with somebody that'd be in the backseat. I'd go, I'd be like, oh, my brother go, what is it? Like, bungholio. I am cornholio. Cornholio. I need TV for my bunghole. Steven used to Fire, fire. Fucking love that shit. My brother, we would like turn it down and watch it in the middle of the night. It's the thing, like, there's so much crazy shit in the world today. And then I look at, like, I feel, like, relatively well-adjusted, whatever. I watched the weirdest shit. My whole jackass. Like, this thing about just the list of things that me and your brother and our generation had. Jackass. South Park. Beavis and Butthead. Daria. Like, uh, Rin Stimpy. Uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Doug. Doug. Well, Doug was pretty mundane. Progress. Um, uh, the, the Angry Beavers. Uh, like he's like we watched weird. Um, weird. The weird. Do go watch Rin and Snippy. Rin and Snippy is weird as fuck. We, we did. Watch and the thing that. is, it's like it's gross. It's boogers and farts and whatever. It's like and now kids, it's like the, the kids now. I'm like these guys are watching some weird shit. The girl on YouTube that's the teacher that has her nipples pierced. <laughs> What's Miss Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I need to like get on get in tune with Miss Rachel because I feel like people like it. Like yeah, I don't know. But that's, I mean, it's like cool. the she hot teacher. It. I don't know. She's kind of hot. I mean, I'm into it. <laughs> I mean, Rose, Miss Rachel. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Ms. We Rachel. like Miss Rachel. <laughs> so does your mom. Miss Rachel's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Rachel Connor always jokes. Out. I mean, obviously, if you listen to this, you know, we've had threesomes, but Connor always jokes that we're going to be like going after the like, single teachers and goddamn PTA meetings are going to be like real how, creepy. I like how you think I'm joking. <laughs> I know he's not. It's a problem. <laughs> but no, we live in a crazy world where it's like, I have zero, even row now, it's like, we watched like, she watched The Last Kingdom with me. Like, I don't, we don't let her watch kids. It's funny because I don't, I don't want her watching like kids shows that are hyper stimulating, lots of colors. But like, when she was sick, we watched CrossFit. We watched volleyball. It's just like, you had to do something. And we we're just sitting there. And I was like, just like, if it's just people on the TV screen. I don't just doing stuff. Yeah, I don't or like a movie. Just people walking. Around. She doesn't know what the hell. She also kind of gets bored and just. We like watched that dinosaur, that dinosaur show with what's his face. Yeah, with David Attenborough, um, prehistoric planet. Um, yeah, like stuff like that. I'm totally cool with her. I not. I don't just like sit her in front of the TV, but like Absolutely sitting not. with us. She also doesn't really care that much. Like look and look over here and then grab your face. Um, but we don't like. I don't want to watch something that actually gets her attention. For her. You know what I mean? I know. I'm really scared. I, it's funny when you become a parent, you said you never do all these things and Lord girl had a pacifier in her mouth way before I ever planned on it. Whatever. Dude, we I never weeks. thought she'd have any screen time and she's had more screen time than I ever she planned. She has not had screen time. I know, but like, she oh, have, like popped me. her in front of an iPad and put a little iPad on her fucking seat. That no, she, no, but 
Hey, I mean, I know lots of people that Dude, you, you get on a plane and you give them a goddamn iPad and call it you a day. You gotta do what you gotta do. I think yeah. that it's important. Like I, when I worked at Lululemon, I saw this family. It was a mom and a dad. They were also very wealthy, which was you could tell just by their demeanor. And they had two kids, and they may have been twins. They're probably like four or five. And the dad was like trying to talk to them, and they were just like in their iPads. And you could tell he was just like sad. Mm. I was like, God damn, dude. I don't ever want to be in that situation. No. But I get you gotta do what you gotta do. Like you do. There are times there's a time it's like it's better for your kid to have a little screen time on the plane than like ruin the flight for literally everyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's uh, trade-offs for sure. Um but as far as like I get not I don't want to be like a boomer and be like, oh, I'm concerned about the world they're growing up in. But like shit's fucking weird right now, it dude. It is really weird. Shit is really weird. It has Everybody, been weird for the last five years. The last five years, like things were like, like I remember when Jordan Peterson and Rogan would talk about like trans identity stuff and pronouns and legislating pronouns and this and that. And I was like, I remember being like, I, even early Jordan Peterson, I was like, I don't, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't see any of this stuff. I lived in Austin. I was just like doing the thing Then Austin's like a weird place. You know, it's like, there's all kinds of people. And it was just like one of the like local celebrities was Leslie. Who's just a guy who was homeless, who ran around in tutus and was like, everybody, there's a statue of him. You know, downtown. It's he like died, right? He did pass away finally. Yeah. yeah. Um. He ran for mayor a bunch of times. Oh wow! It was just it was like a joke. He get but he would get like ten percent of the vote. It was just like funny, and it was like old Austin before it turned into whatever the fuck it is LA. now. <laughs> oh god, I hate it. Um. But anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, Kelly's trying to get me get me to move there, and I'm clawing on to the mountains with everything I have. But anyways, um, yeah, it's. It's strange. And I don't, I think I was just, and then it just like all of a sudden things went fucking nuts. COVID happened. George Floyd stuff happened. And then it just like, from then it's just been a spy. Like we've just been caught in this like madness first and it's gotten like crazier and crazier and crazier. And I'm like, dude, on all sides, this is not like, Oh, the radical left is this or like everybody's lost their fucking mind. You know what I mean? Like Trump being president, I think like, melted people's brains on both sides melted my brain it was like yeah okay so a reality tv show guy is president okay that's fine whatever but the criticism of him was stupid it's like there's valid things to criticize but the people who were criticizing him were criticizing on rhetoric and these different things because they couldn't criticize the other things because that's the same things that they do right like he didn't do anything that hillary clinton didn't it was like and so it's like they're like okay so you're lying to us well, yeah they're all corrupt these people and they over here are lying it. to us and then all the celebrities are on board with this stuff and you're like, what in the fuck is happening? And then you got Jimmy Fallon, you know, COVID happens. And then that just like was full of bullshit on all sides. Like it would just, it, again, people just like brains melted and you got Stephen Colbert, like with dancing syringes in a fucking Pfizer ad on late night TV. And then you can't have a conversation. And then now it's like, okay, well now there's like, men playing women's sports and i don't at this point i used to be really like considered about that shit like oh like i'll call like no dude those are fucking dudes leah thomas is a dude beating women in sports <laughs> like what in the fuck is like what what, what kind of clown world are we living in and you can't say anything anymore and everyone is hyper censored you posted what was it you posted the other day that got taken down it was the i did the highlights of robert f kennedy jr on the all-in podcast and it got taken down within a like five seconds yeah i mean like, it got two views and it was it's absurd. You can't share any information anymore. Everything's taken down. People, you know, get, what is it called? Uh, canceled. Canceled, yeah. Shana, I don't think can, canceling isn't really as much of a thing anymore. 
That's because it lot was because people... can- canceling was like a group, an organic out, well, organic or manufactured, whatever it was, but like an outrage to say somebody said something, right? Like Stephen Hart or Stephen Hart, Kevin Hart had that, um, said something about his son being gay and like made a joke back in like 2004. And then people went and dug it up when he was going to host the Oscars or something like that. And then there was like a bunch of outrage on Twitter and everybody's like hashtag canceled. Like, that doesn't really happen anymore. No, because everyone no can even, get canceled. No one even gets that far because they just get censored off of off of social media apps. Correct. It's like you just get shut before you even get there. It's like, oh, we'll just take your account away. Yeah. It's like, but I wait, think what? also everyone realized that they could get canceled. I mean, I, I could get canceled. You could get canceled. We've all said things and done things that people yeah. would say you're canceled. And I think we all realize, well, then if that's the case, no one's going to exist anymore. Yeah. So you better not fucking say that about someone else because someone yeah. will dig up something about you. And it's become such a, it's like become so silly. Like to me at the point where I'm like, it was even, we were talking about this with, I went and saw Shane Gillis a few weeks ago or a month, a couple months ago. Um, Tim Dillon, Theo Vaughn, these guys. And I'm like, not so much Tim. Tim does bring up like current stuff in his comedy. But one thing I actually annoys me in comedy is when they talk about cancel culture or like, it's like, dude, like, we get it. It's like kind of not funny. It was like, um, uh, talk to me like Bud Light. Like talk about Bud Light is kind of like, yeah, that was funny for like a week and now it's not. It's like they stick on these things. People stay on these things for way too long. But you go watch someone like um, Shane Gillis, for example, and you're like, this guy could be doing the same comedy in the fucking 90s and it would still be funny. Right. And he's, it's just like just ignoring. And I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm just going to ignore all this shit. Like I've even got this where I, I call stuff gay now. I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. I call this stuff gay. It doesn't mean that it has nothing to do with homosexuality. Words mean different things. Straight means a bunch of things. Gay means a bunch of things. Like, I don't fucking care if it's, if it hurts your feelings, then don't be friends with me. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not tiptoeing around anything. The response, my response to all of this fucking madness is to give so many less fucks about anything else. I'm just like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. You want me to let you do whatever the fuck you want to do. You want me to be cool with a man playing women's sports. And you tell me I can't call something gay. Suck all my dicks, dude. I have zero interest in like playing this fucking game. I'm not going to be, like, it's not doing it. If we're going to be, if we can, if we, we can just do whatever the fuck we want to do and just make shit up then I'll just make shit up. Okay. Yeah. Fuck off. It's so, and I'm like, and it's, it's so funny. Cause I'm like, wow, what world are we going to raise our kid? In? You know what I mean? And like, how is that? Even, Cause like, I don't f- see myself raising kids that are like compliant. <laughs> you think? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I still struggle with this though. And it's, it's a constant conversation in our household. Um, for those of you wondering where I stand on all of this, I am not as outspoken about it. I am not using the words that Connor uses, um, for the most part, because I still feel a need to respect people. And, um, I haven't come to where you are in understanding how words have just been demonized in a lot of ways. And yeah. it also doesn't matter to me as much. I'm happy if someone wants to, to use their she, her, they, them, like, I, I don't care. And I also, I'm not going to call things gay because it just like, yeah, doesn't, for you. me, it just doesn't make sense. But I also understand where you're coming from. I'm more, I have always been more of a rule follower and I also am more concerned with, not offending people and being kind. And that's not really your vibe. You're not well, trying to hurt thing, people but on the principle. It's like, but it's the principle for yeah, you. And I don't well, have that. But like I flew a rainbow flag in my gym. I've been supportive of gay marriage. since. Before yeah. It was cool. It's not about that. I, I was mad about police brutality before it was trendy. Like I got, you know, it's like I was on this stuff and then I got called a homophobic MAGA, uh, white supremacist racist. I'm like, 
you guys started doing this because it was cool for Instagram. I was about this shit before Instagram fucking existed. I was talking about like the police overreach in impoverished communities for a long time. Like this isn't like I've been pro-choice since it's just like, these are all things that I care deeply about. And my response to you coming at me and telling me that I don't fit your style of support for these things because I have different red lines in different places, even though I've been advocating for them before there were black squares on Instagram. My response to that is to tell you to fuck off. Well, I think part of the the issue and the confusion, and this is where, I mean, we were going to talk about this. So maybe this is the transition into not doing politically homeless anymore. Um, is it's very confusing for people when you are in the middle on things or where you are leaning conservative one way and liberal another, and you're pro gun, but you're pro choice. How is that possible? I, I think it melts people's minds when you say I'm on both sides and I yeah. see both sides and I can also call out the bullshit on both sides. And you're really good at that. But I think it's very confusing for people of how can you be that way. You have to be like this and you have to follow these rules and these guidelines because that's how most of us were raised. Our parents weren't politically homeless. They were either Republican or Democrat and they were hardcore about it. They were like super Fox news or not. And I I think now it's, it's difficult because there's more people like us, many people listening to the show. Those of those of you who listen to politically homeless felt like that where I, I, it is nuanced. I do believe this and I believe that, and it's okay. Um, but I don't think people are able to understand that. And so I do think that's where the canceling comes up and the word usage and the confusion. It's like, how can you do that? Um, and I just think it's a lot for people to digest. It is a lot. It it takes a lot to um, kind of wrap your mind around all that, but it's like, again, like I always put myself in a situation with anything I've done where it's like, I'll go to 11 and just to show you, you can do it. He's so good at going to 11, you guys. (laughs) So just to show you you can do it and maybe you go to a four, right? It's like, I don't, and I don't mean you need to call things. And again, I'm not here like calling people faggots and stuff. Like I'm not going like we were, we were like 12 years old and saying shit like that. What do you know what I mean? But it's like, dude, we all need to just relax. We need to all fucking calm down. Like people act as if racism is at an all time high. And that, and the funny thing is thinking that trans people and gay people are in the same camp. They are not in the they same are camp. Very not. Your sexual orientation versus your sexual identity are not even the same fucking thing. Like why? And, and I think that one of the things that happened is that all these NGOs and it's infrastructure that was built around creating gay rights. What's an and, NGO? Sorry. Uh, a non-government, a nonprofit. Oh, okay. It's a non-governmental organization, oh, okay. which are, a lot of them are run by the CIA. Right. But, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Yeah, shit, Next episode on the CIA and yeah. UFOs. Coming yeah. All, in hot. And all that stuff. I think it's all, a lot of it's, a lot of it is to keep us distracted, divided, mm-hmm. full of hate. I was even talking about this. I'm like, hate is easy. Really? Right. You have a lot of these like men out here who think they're fucking hardcore that are like teaching you to hate your neighbor because they voted for Trump or Biden or whatever. And I'm like, hate is like the, the tool of a pussy really hates easy. Like f- being able to like see somebody's point of view and understand that their view on the world is very likely the product of their experiences. Like even this, like to steel man, both sides is really hard to do these like quote, I don't use like using the word woke, but like woke teachers who are like pushing a gay agenda on kids. That's very much a thing and very much a thing that I think is inappropriate. Yeah. Anyway, I think you push a Christian agenda, like indoctrinating kids. I think Sunday, Into anything. I think Sunday school is inappropriate. Like I'm, you know what I mean? And I also think that gay school is inappropriate. You know what I mean? It's like all of these things are to me. I'm like, 
Kids need the freedom to explore themselves, ask good questions, not be pushing direction. I think that's really powerful for kids. That's my stance, right? On that kind of thing. I think I just am principally against indoctrinating kids. Um, these teachers who are in the situation, right? That are like super, you know, over the top rainbows everywhere. Like you could gender as fluid. I'm trying to like, what makes, why would they get, how do they get there? And I think there's a push for it. It's a kind of societal trend, but I also think that a lot of those teachers probably grew up in places where they were consistently shamed, bullied, made fun of for being gay. And now their response to that is to rebound the other direction so fucking hard and bully kids for being straight. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a, it's a a response to an action. Or can it also be like, People haven't been accepted for who they are for so long. So now we're so overly accepting that it's pushed it in the other direction. Nobody wants to be on the wrong side of history. Brett Weinstein talks about this. That's interesting. So it's like, we know, like if you were against gay marriage 20 years ago, like you lost, that was silly. And you probably kind of feel stupid. Mm -hmm. And we all look at that and go like, Ooh, I don't want to be on that team. And now what they've painted this whole issue and all these issues now that are kind of made up is like, well, you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. So you need to be on the same side. The same side who is pro-gay marriage is pro-trans women playing women's sports. But that's not true. That's in, 70% of America is like, no. Yeah. But a very loud, you know, 10%. <laughs> it's like. Will shame you into yeah. feeling bad. Yeah. Like yeah. this one woman on um, the majority report with Sam Cedar. So she was like. She's like, I don't care about competition. I don't care about this and that. Like, if you identify as a woman, you play women's sports and competition doesn't fucking matter and goes on on this whole thing. And I'm like, you obviously, and it's like her and these two other dudes who, by the way, I said, uh, wouldn't know fucking athleticism if it kicked them in their non-binary parts, right? Like, these are just people that don't have any context for like, that is a way, right? That is a way for certain people who excel in an area to have achievement in their life. Sports. For you. For me. These are things that led to our careers that led to our opportunities. And to think that women's sports have come so far in the past 30, 40 years, really the last 20 though, like title nine before it was kind of co-opted into what it is now. Like it was well-intentioned. It was good. Girls had to have similar facilities, similar opportunities, Mm -hmm. and that's appropriate. Yes. Like the girls softball team in my hometown was good. They didn't draw nearly the crowds that the boys baseball team did. Right but they had a dope stadium just like the boys did. They didn't have some janky. Cause a lot of times the girls used to get like the hand-me-down shit. Right. And it was, it didn't fit. And it looks, but it's like, no, we're going to, we have money. We're going to spend it on both. That's the way it should be. Girls have come so far in opportunity in sports. And now men are back on top now of that. Men are it's running like, women's sports. Fu- yeah. Like, and and we're supposed to be okay with it and just hand over our medals and be like, sure, Johnny, yeah. you can beat me in the pool. Well, That's it's Jane, fine. It's Jane now. It's like, Whatever. What, the, what is this shit? And it's like, okay, so we look at this and it's like, that's your, your, and people that don't care, it's like, but that's a, like for a row, for example, like she's very likely to be an athlete that that may be her route to get to college. Also, let's like row would be able to go to college probably anyways, sports, no sports, whatever. We have the ability to make that happen. But what about these girls who play, especially now because there's a big initiative in golf to bring in um, people of color, which I think is great. I've been saying this for a long time. We need more brothers in golf. And I mean, brothers like the ones that make old white people uncomfortable. That's what like Roger Steele. I'm like, that's like, I want to play golf with those guys. Like it's, it's fun. There's a style to it. Like you can't sit here and tell me that the way black people do sports is the same as white people. It is not. They bring a different fucking vibe and I love it. Yeah. That's why I love football. That's why I love, you know, it's like, there's something to that, right? There's no fucking white Deion Sanders. Like there's a very specific, like that's, that's a, that's a, that's a cultural thing. That's 
that's badass mm-hmm. that like black culture has. Like the cool shit comes from black culture, straight up. In like everything, not just language, <laughs> music, like art, Elvis. Elvis came from black culture. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and art, then white people co-opted all of it. Yeah, and make it dumb. <laughs> like the word cool yeah. is from black culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, so it's like, there's something, I'm like, I, golf, I think, in my opinion, needs that. So, but these girls have more opportunities. It's way easier to get play, play, play college golf as a female. So what are you going to start seeing? So maybe this little girl who doesn't have any money, who gets into golf on some secondhand clubs or whatever, starts playing sports and has is talented at whatever sport it is. Now she may be on the bubble for getting into college. That may be her only route to get into college. And some boy from some liberal school whose parents are well off, upper middle class folks, that's been convinced that he's a girl, is now taking that girl scholarship. If that happens one time, that's too many times. That's inappropriate. Makes me so angry. It makes me so frustrated. And it's like, that's, you don't think about those things, but like, this is a path. It's in the same thing I said, right? Um, I had the analogy the other day. Like if you're talking about academic scholarships, right? And I said, okay, you're on the bubble to get into Yale on an academic scholarship as a girl, maybe didn't come from much money, whatever boy, it doesn't matter who it is, but you're on the bubble. Maybe this is like your one way to get to an Ivy league school could change your whole life forever. But somebody who was an early adopter to the CRISPR gene editing situation who made themselves a super genius, right? Because of nothing they did, they just chose, like they, somebody CRISPR'd them and they became, you know, essentially hyper intelligent. Yeah. They take your scholarship. Is that fair? That somebody with CRISPR intelligence would take some kids opportunity to go to Ivy League school? No. No, that's of course not fair. So what, what's the difference? Right. You know what I'm saying? Even when we talk about this, like you're in the top one percent, in the 99th percentile for female athletes on the planet. I'm probably in the 80th for male athletes. I can beat you at any fucking sport aside from volleyball that we play. Right. Anything. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is, you know? And we're both, it's like, you're well, how much taller are you than the average female? How much taller am I than the average male? I'm a what, four inches taller than that. No, six inches taller than the average male. You're probably 10 inches taller than the average female. Like you're disproportionately objectively versus the field better than me. And I still, would and never you can beat never you. beat me at most things. Yeah. Besides the one thing that you played my whole life, my whole life. Mm-hmm. even other sports like spike ball, which is very similar to volleyball, you know, it's, yeah. and that's not, a, that's just, that's this, that's the way that biology works. Right. And we get in this situation where it's like, so much gaslighting and madness. And you're just like, dude, but the, uh, the whole time you've been talking about this, I've been thinking about, it feels like the, the whole anti-racism when George, the George Floyd situation and everyone gets on this train and it's this, everyone is up in arms and so upset. And we all have to admit that we're racist and we all have to read these anti-racism books and prove that we are in support of people of color. And then all of a sudden you don't hear shit about that anymore. And now we're hearing that BLM is going bankrupt. They've basically taken all the money out for people who ran it and didn't do good with it. And now there's no money left. Yeah, they're insolvent. They made $90 million in the year after George Floyd died. Right. And they are and now gone. insolvent. Yeah. But they all own real estate and have houses in Malibu and are living, living the dreams. Yeah. But so you have that. And then now we're having this whole trans movement of allowing men to play women's sports and that we all have to accept it and just say, okay, it's just these trends, one thing after the next. And I understand like supporting marginalized communities and people is so important. And I am totally here for it in every single way. And I want everyone to be who they want to be. If you believe that you are in the wrong body, 
I am totally here for you, and I want you to have the Hold body on. you want. Have a, not a nine-year-old. Not a child. And this is what Brett and Heather were saying on the Dark Horse the other day. You have not even experienced what it's like to be a woman or a man because you're a child. Right, but Bruce Jenner wants Whatever. to be Caitlyn. Yeah. I am here for you. I want you to have your experience. Yeah. Or Buck Angel being a man. Yes, like, I don't care. That's not what it's about. But we are not focusing on the fact of how much this is impacting other people and how we all have to just say yes and support something that doesn't make sense. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, at any level. And it's even like, even to the bathroom thing, right? Because it's funny. People say like, I'm like euphoria, that blonde chick in euphoria, right? The trans chick. I would feel uncomfortable if she came into the men's room, even though she got a pain. Right. I'm like, that's exciting. You can't, t- I almost feel like the bathroom thing is like, which bathroom do you think the other people are going to be more comfortable with you being in? That's kind of funny. It's like, do you really look like a woman? Like if Blair white came into the men's bathroom, I'd be like, what the fuck is this lady doing in here? Right. Fully transitioned tits, all the thing. Yeah. Right. Now, if you're 300 pounds and you look like a dude with a mustache, but you wear a dress, like, I think women probably be uncomfortable with you being in their dressing room. Yeah. Well, you know it's all saying? these, these female athletes that are in locker rooms with yeah, invisibly biological I've seen males some of that too. Right. It's like you got a fucking hard on and you're a woman. So, well, how does this work? So now this is dangerous and extremely uncomfortable and extremely violating for yeah. women, especially young women. Like the, if this is happening in a high school, how do you explain that? How do you justify allowing that? And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just assuming. Then you start talking about you're putting in, in a, Putting women and girls in a vulnerable position for potential uh, assault and sexual violation. Um, and then what do you do with that? And then they, then they can't even be. I feel like if that were to happen, which it probably has happened. The people who were actually the victims would be villainized. Right. You can't say anything. You can't open your mouth and say yeah. anything. Now, one girl who did, there's one girl who did who's a swimmer who's like pissed about the Leah Thomas stuff. Mm-hmm. And she gets like hammered by the people but it's like look at these people who look at the people who are advocating for this how many of them are athletes have ever been athletes really right zero yeah because if you're if you're a female athlete there is no way in hell you want to compete against man i've done it we had the men's volleyball team come practice with us at usc i have had my ass kicked by men who had to who were told Boys, you have to play at 60% max. You cannot hit straight down on them. They will break your finger, break your nose. These guys took so much off. They were our friends. They were not not trying to hurt us. They were trying to help us be better. And it was off season practice and it was a miserable experience. Well, like what the, the, (laughs) the national team in soccer got beat by teenage boys. Yeah. It's like, it's so stupid. And then, but you get, you get confronted with reality of that. And it's like. How do you, it's like the the complete denial of reality. I mean, we've seen, but we've seen like this trend in denying reality from even the BLM shit. Like I'm so black lives matter. I think black communities get fucked. I'm been on that. Like I said, I've been on this for a long time, right? Do I support the organization? No, never have. Didn't even know the organization was a thing. I used to even use the hashtag because I was like kind of reporting on those events here in Denver. I was taking pictures and doing stuff and out at these rallies and shit. And I didn't even know the organization was a thing until like months later and it always seemed like a grift to me. Um, but that being said, I think black communities get fucked, Yeah, you know, That's but that fact. being said, <laughs> when it comes to police violence and these different things, I get upset when police overreach anywhere. I don't give a shit if the kid is white or black or Mexican or trans. It's like, whatever police overreach is a problem. 
but you want to focus on one thing. And then the COVID shit happened. And then we get, Oh, the vaccine stopped the spread. And I'm like, no, it doesn't never was never was going to, if the coronavirus is a cold, a cold is a coronavirus. Do you know how much money is in a vaccine for the common cold, which is the most common illness on the fucking planet? If that existed, there was the possibility to, to vaccinate a cold away. It would have been done by now. And you're going to tell me that the reason it doesn't work, right, is because colds are highly evolving all the time. They're always changing, right? The flu does it at a lower, a slower rate. So the idea that it was going to stop the spread or stop transmission or keep you from getting it was fucking retarded from the beginning. And it's like, oh, oh, sorry. We were, and then you get people like Crystal Ball who were like, well, it still saved a bunch of lives. I'm like, no, it didn't. It fucking didn't. And you're like, what are you talking about? It didn't. It maybe saved some lives of obese or really elderly people. Maybe, but that's, they're on the fucking, they're on death's door anyways. What about these young people who are forced to coerce into taking this shit? It's like the, the number of out Ukraine, same shit, fucking stack of lies, fucking stack of lies that I'm being spoon fed. Like I'm too fucking stupid to realize what the fuck is really going on here because it wasn't that I was alive during nine 11 dog. I was not, I was in the, uh, the ninth grade. Okay. I was building a bridge out of fucking popsicle sticks when that shit happened and they rolled the TV in and I got to watch the towers fucking fall. Okay, and I know what happened after that. A bunch of fucking people from Saudi Arabia blew these things up and then went to Iraq and Afghanistan. That makes a bunch of sense. That's what the president at the time's dad was trying to do for fucking 20 years before that. So I saw this shit happen. We spent six trillion dollars in what the Taliban won. Are you fucking on crack? We're going to do the same fucking thing. Oh, by the way, the, the same terrorists that blew up the towers were people that we gave weapons to to fight Russia in a proxy war in Afghanistan. And we're giving white supremacists. Weapons to fight Russia in Ukraine. I bet that's going to fucking work out. Really? I haven't seen this fucking story before. And you want me to believe your fucking bullshit? Give me a fucking break, dude. And you ask the people, why is there a mental health crisis? Why are people killing themselves? Why is there an opioid crisis? I don't fucking know. Read the fucking writing on the wall, dude. Give me a goddamn break. Are you serious? You're going to ask that stupid fucking question? You're going to come on TV. Get the Surgeon General coming on TV on Meet the Press. Right. Go on and be like, yeah, tech is causing problems in mental health. Really? You think it's just fucking smartphones? You think it's just fucking Instagram and TikTok and shit? But then they look like they're they care so much because yeah, they're worried so about much. our mental yeah, health. Yeah. I'm like, well, are people, you people kidding are, me? People are lonely. You told them to stay in their house for three fucking years, dude. People are lonely. You're the reason that tech stocks went to the roof in 2020. Are you on crack? Seriously, everybody's on crack. Take some fucking responsibility for yourself. Yeah. And it's like, well, why is there so little trust in institutions? It's like, there's a reason our kids not vaccinated. It's probably going to be homeschooled. (laughs) And a lot of people are there. A lot of people are there. So many people are there. Oh dude. It's, it's, I can't, who are you going to trust? Who are you going to, I trust that tree out there. more than I trust anybody in in, in the, in the media or in government. And you'd be like, well, that's why, how could you not trust these people? I'm like, how could you trust these motherfuckers? Are what you crazy? have they done to prove themselves in any way? Yeah. I don't trust them because they're not trustworthy. Right. You know, there's a lot of talk about fluidity and lack of true binaries, but there is one true binary left in our biological system, Kelly. You're either hydrated or you're not hydrated. <laughs> and what I use to fuel my hydration, because I like to stay hydrated, you know, is element, especially. My two favorite flavors, grapefruit and watermelon. Grapefruit is recently just back for the summer. Fuck yeah. Seasonal flavor. Now we had a stockpile, so I was never really hurting for grapefruit. But yeah. now if you missed that boat, 
you can stockpile your own stack of grapefruit element. And if the end of the world comes, you need to be prepared and you need to be high. Listen, when you're fighting off the hordes of scavengers, the hordes or the hordes, both of <laughs> scavengers in the dystopian hellscape that will be our future. You're going to need to be hydrated. It's true. And you're going to need element. There's nothing like after going on like a foraging party, going out and trying to find things to bring back to your base camp to build the community and save civilization. There's nothing like dumping a packet of element in some ice cold spring water <laughs> and rejuvenating yourself. There's nothing like that. Was That's that a recent feeling. life that you lived in your reincarnation? I think probably before one of the other resets in history, I was living that life. Okay. And they had element. basically. Yeah. Element's been, Rob it's, been Wolf in, is it's been in many iterations. Really powerful. Actually, Rob Wolf is a king of our, of our tribe. Ah, love like that. that. Yeah. It was different. We made element. We had to like use the stone pestles and salt. And then we put like some reduced grapefruit in there. Oh yeah. Watermelon. It was great. Damn. You guys are Yeah. We really had to figure talented. it out. Yeah. And then we'd lay it all out on a big stone and it would dry. And then we would just use a little scooper and put it in our water. And our little in a in like a a spoon that pack. you carved from wood. It was actually handed down to me uh, from the elders. Ah, uh, wow! Yeah, this is a quite the experience <laughs> that you've had in <laughs> your past life. Yeah, I had a past life regression with my uh, psychic the other day. So <laughs> Carlin I tapped in. Yeah, Carlin, <laughs> let me in. She let me in on that. She's like, "You're actually drinking salty beverages." <laughs> You're, I see a high level of salt content yeah, in your body. Yeah, magnesium, yeah, dude, your electrolytes were off the charts. Oh my yeah, that was in my Akashic records. Amazing. <laughs> but well, anyways, if you guys would like to have a uh, past life like Connor, you can go ahead and use <laughs> the link in the show notes. You'll get a free sample pack with every purchase. You're Do welcome. <laughs> um, okay. So on that note, <laughs> How follow, do I top that, that on a up, cure, ad, cure dad? Um, I feel like I'm going to let Joe and Lauren down with this. I know you are. I just really like to talk about how good their shit makes me feel. I don't know. I That's fine. I, did I have a past life with Some cured? People, I mean, I don't know, babe. I think cured is like a this life thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cured is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a lot of pressure now. I don't like it. That's um, why I usually run the ads because Connor makes me look stupid. Um, <laughs> Uh, real talk though. The salve is a life saving, life saving. See, I can't even do this. I quit. Why don't you do it? See, here's the thing. Cured. (laughs) (laughs) Cured nutrition has got a variety of beautiful and impactful supplements that contain full spectrum CBD adaptogens, all kinds of things, whatever kind of shit you're into cured can check the boxes for you. So many mushrooms, so many different kinds of mushrooms. What are they? What are they? Adaptogens. What am I thinking? What's the other word I'm missing? There's full, full spectrum CBD, of course. And then there's CBN. CBN. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and then also the website's really good. This is why I'm, cause I'm not an expert on these things. I just know the products are badass and high quality and the sourcing is great, but their website does a good job of it. Cause I get on there and I'm like, I'm a little confused, right? Yeah. What so is many CBN, things. CBD, full spectrum? Yeah. All what are things? adaptogens? What does that even mean? Why would I need these? Why would these be necessary? And their website is like, mostly their website where you buy stuff and about 80% of it seems like it's information Yeah, in a cool way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you can be like, Oh, well, why, what would this be helpful for? And that way, when you take something, you can actually kind of check in with yourself on, Hey, is this doing what they say it does? Otherwise you're just like taking something because it's trendy and that's not really helpful either. Yeah. 
Um, and you can't quote me on this, but when um, our dog Dutch, who's almost 12, was dealing with a lot of arthritic pain and hip stuff and he was limping and um, just struggling a lot, I was giving him a ton of the CBD drops and yeah. it helped him so much. It's funny because dogs don't have a placebo effect. So you know it was working. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was like a different dog after that. So we're obsessed with everything that they do and yeah, take it caps. all. With the with the calm caps, it's like yeah, they 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 did a really amazing job, and this they they have so many very varied products. People who are into this kind of thing, where it's like if you want tinctures, you get tinctures. If you want the caps, you got that. You got you like there's so many different methods. There's chocolates, there's dog treats, there's you can rub shit all over your body. Yeah, there's salve. It's like so yeah. just get in there and I, my like I I love pitching products, but also like get in there and just like see what fits your lifestyle and your needs. Yeah, learn for yourself. All right, you can get twenty percent off of cured. Link is in the show notes. Thanks for saving my ass, babe. I got you, babe. But this is why I like RFK is when he went on breaking points and was talking to Crystal and Sauger and Crystal is trying to prove that he's full of shit and is lying and doesn't have the studies to back up what he's saying. And he makes her look stupid and comes back at her. No one comes back at the media. And RFK is willing to come back at the media and say, prove it, show me, give me the link. Where's the study? Blah, 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 blah. I will yeah. change my tune. Show me where it is. Yeah. And we have not had enough of that. We have not had enough good discourse between anyone, period. No one is calling them out who has power. Everyone yeah. is, is um, hiding because someone is in their back pocket and they don't want to upset this person. Cause then it'll affect them this way. And Oh God, I don't want to lose my job. So I can't say anything about this because then big pharma, blah, 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 blah. Everyone's playing the game. And he's like, I'm not playing the game. No. And he knows the shit. The CIA killed his dad and his uncle, dude. Right. Like you think this, and this, I get this, uh, this so frustration with like, not he's a, he's an anti-vaxxer. Really? Like, okay, maybe I'm an anti-vaxxer too. I call myself a minimal intervention interventionist. Maybe that's the same thing to you. But if you're against transparency and accountability for the people who are convincing you to give your children medical treatments they may not need, fuck you. If you're against transparency and accountability for, you think that the fucking Pfizer, Moderna, whoever the fill in the blank has your best interest at heart, then you don't understand what fucking capitalism is, dude. That's like saying that the, the, that the oil industry has your best interest at heart. Who, no, they don't. They have one agenda, one, and it's money. Yeah. They don't go fuck. Because what, okay, what's the worst case scenario for them? They give your kids something that makes you, them sick. Well, guess what that means for them? That kid gets to take medication for the rest of their life. Who makes that medication? The same person that made them sick. Okay. And you don't think they should be accountable for that? It's, what? Just, it's disturbing. It's, it's, it's insane. And I'm like, so I can understand and even like the shift away from politically homeless, which you probably can't tell right now. This is OK Bay brought to you by politically homeless. Well, no, it's like, but this is that's not political. That's personal to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's politics, economy, geopolitics, whatever. It's the culture of the country that I live in and people that I care about being exploited and lied to and manipulated. And I feel like it's my responsibility to help those people in some fit, in some way. So what I've done in the shift is away from politically homeless is like, okay, every, we can talk about all the stuff I just went off about, right. Which I'm, I'm clearly pretty passionate about, but it's like, always bring it back around to what can you do in your life with your family and in your community? Cause that's all that fucking matters. Yeah. That is all that matters. And this other bullshit matters. What targets doing and Bud Light's doing does not matter to you. It's just there to piss you off because everybody wants you to be full of hate, stupid and compliant. And the best thing you can do to get around these motherfuckers is be uncompliant, be educated, 
and and uh, learn to love each other. As weird as as much of a trope that as that is, like a cliche as that is, but like, listen, man, you voted for Trump, cool. You voted for Biden, cool. Don't give a fuck. You had your reasons for doing what you do. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter, right? It's like, I don't care. show either way. Like, I didn't vote for Trump, but it's whatever. Like, it's fine. I'm not, and I don't expect you to hate me for that because I made the decisions based on what I thought was best. Okay. You know? And I think we look at our own lives like, man, what can you do to like get around? I think the best thing we could do to get around the system is be healthy, man. Right. Like health is, and this is why I love the title of Rob Wolf's podcast is like health is a rebellion now. It's like being healthy. Like staying away from fucking industrialized foods, seed oils, processed foods, supporting local agriculture. Like even with this climate change thing to something else we've just been lied about. Like, yeah, I'm sure we have an adverse impact on the climate, but I'm looking right now. I can, I can pull up images of strip mines, plastic in the ocean, a dirty water, uh, dirty air. These are all things that are environmentally based. It, no one wants to talk about. They want you to think about something that's so obscure and so big as the climate, right? To where you can't really ever tell if you make a difference here. We could tell if we cleaned up the oceans. We could tell if we cleaned up the water. People would be able to notice. We could tell if we cleaned up the air, right? Though all those things are tangible. We can see that. Be like, hey, man, the water level was, there was th- these things were in the water. And now it's not in the water. Boom, boom. We made progress. But you know what you can't tell? When you change the fucking temperature of the planet by 0.002 degrees over 100 years. They can, we can't really tell that. So it's really cool to kick the can down the road where nobody's fucking accountable anymore. Nobody's accountable to shit because we're worried about the climate change, not the fucking water in Flint, Michigan, and not the fucking uh, brake dust that people are breathing in that's giving them cancer, right? And not the, not the oil spills in fucking Florida that's ruining local economies. That, that, that's too small to deal with. We got to think bigger than that because we're so arrogant and pompous and fucking hubris filled that we want to think about everything the fuck else besides what's actually impacting real people's lives. And so some people... And I take this responsibility myself, have to get involved in people's real fucking lives and maybe give them some strategies to get around this shit and make better choices for themselves because everything's stacked against you. At the end of the day, everybody wants you fucking fat, stupid, and compliant. And I have zero interest in leading people down that fucking road. And I know that there's, and I put him on blast in the podcast the other day and I don't mind doing it. JP Sears is encouraging people to hate each other and I'm fucking over it. I, ha- I, I cannot live in integrity and not call that out. He wants you to hate people who, doesn't, who don't love his God and vote for his candidate. He wants people to hate each other. And that's pussy shit. And I can't live in integrity and not say that shit anymore. Anybody who's doing it. I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't give a fuck if it's my best goddamn friend. I can't see it. I can't. I, it, my soul cannot let me watch someone stack fucking paper while treat, teaching people to fucking hate each other. I'm done with it. It makes no fucking sense. To think that, one of the, to think that Trump is on your fucking side is moronic. It is fucking, that guy only cares about himself. Was he better than Biden? Probably. But Biden's fucking nearly dead. And he also doesn't give a fuck about you either. Neither does Nancy Pelosi or any of these motherfuckers. And I don't know if Robert F. Kennedy even cares about any of us at all, but at least he has good ideas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Preach. it's like, and so you're going to, you know, it's like, okay, well, if you don't love God, Christian God, not any other gods, of course, and vote for Trump, then you're evil. Like that's not, I'm not letting people say that and not fucking calling them out on it. I'm not doing it. And I, I've, I've, I've been conflicted about that for a long time, but I, I like, I just, like integrity is important. Like I have, I have principles and that, that, that rubs them the wrong way. And if you want to have a fucking conversation about it, I'm more than happy to have a conversation about it. But as of now, like I have zero tolerance for, for people who want to incentivize Americans to hate each other. If you hate your neighbor because of who they voted for, you're the fucking problem. If they hate you for who you voted for, they're the fucking problem too. I think uh, one of the criticisms that you get a lot 
um, is that you're angry and upset. And um, I think that there's this idea that a lot of your content is you don't like people and you're being critical of people. And the thing that I think we're missing with what you've created, and obviously I'm biased, you're my husband, but (laughs) what I see is that you're really on a high level trying to call out those people in power who are manipulating everyone else, not person to person, not normal people. You're not saying let's hate that person because they voted for so-and-so or because they have this belief. It's big pharma, politics, big food. We have been manipulated and pushed into very vulnerable places and we lack power because of that. And it's really important for us to advocate for ourselves and we need to call bullshit where there is bullshit. But it's not about creating divisiveness or separation between people at large. Yeah. Is that a fair yeah, no, I, I get, I get very heated and maybe this is, if I try to zoom out about myself, right? Like I'm a big dude, like, I, and I've always been a big guy and I took it as my responsibility to like defend my friends who were smaller than me. Right. And maybe that's just like a personality thing. That's why I got in so many fights. You were also a bully though too, right? When I was young. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just like, I was, you know, hurt people, hurt people type thing. But I'm talking about once I was old enough, you know, but I'm saying you've seen it from both sides and I was bullied a lot too. But once I got to college, I mean, I was probably in a dozen like knockdown drag out fist fights, you know, which is more than most people are ever in their whole life. I think two of those had to do with me in any way. It was somebody else getting bullied by somebody else. And I just would, you know, and it's like, I can't people that are disempowered and manipulated and coerced like that pisses me the fuck off. It's just not. And I've seen that in my life too, with other things, whether it's drugs or whatever it is like ruining people's lives. And it's like, I, I, it just, it, it pisses me off, you know? And when people are, are led to hate and led to division and somebody at the top of that is taking money out of that situation. Like I, it, it's fucking poison. I just, I can't. And this thing, I feel like, yeah, we've been coerced. We've also been poisoned. You know, literally, literally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, like every way we can. And yeah, I'm pissed. Like I'm pissed. And I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed about it. And I'll talk shit and I'll back it up. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not scared of anybody. You know what I'm saying? I have nothing to lose here with that. It's like, I don't, I, I don't need, I mean, I've also been in situations where I've needed something from somebody and kept my fucking mouth shut. And I just don't want to live that way. Yeah. I don't have any interest in living that way. Like, what can you take from me? You know? I think I've had a similar experience, but in a different way. And the way that I, I advocate for myself and advocate for women and really um, try to help them understand that you don't have to live by anyone else's demands or you don't have mm-hmm. to live by anyone else's rules. Because in my work and working with almost all men and having all men bosses and being told how to live, how to dress, how to act and mm-hmm. not speak up when you're assaulted and, oh, it's okay if you're treated like this. And these, the, all these actions are appropriate. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, do these things in order to keep your job. Otherwise you're not going to be in the industry. And I think that I see women being taken advantage of in so many ways. And so for me, I, I live by the same principles and care about the same things in a different way. Yeah. I think we both care so much about people who are disadvantaged and don't have the same privilege. And you and I both got out. We got mm-hmm. out. You got out of a small town. You got out of bad situations. I left a 15 year career. I got out of 15 years of chronic illness. 
we've both separated ourselves from really toxic dynamics that kept us small and kept us playing by the rules and kept us under someone else's rule. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think a lot of people are able to do that. And I think we both really take it upon ourselves to guide people. And that does not mean we think we are better or gurus or like have it all figured out, but we've done some shit and seen some shit. And we're like, Hey, there's something else available. There is a way out. You have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing like with me, it's like, I've been through some weird things in my life, but like what that's left me with is an pretty uncanny ability to call bullshit where bullshit is present. <laughs> like that's if there's one skill I have, I'm like, that's bullshit, you know? And I've been, I've been sucked into the bullshit before and that's how you get to know it really intimately. And I think that when I see that and maybe people don't have not had those experiences because of whatever reason, you know, I can speak to that. Um, and I think about this, even we talked, you know, we, we ranted about the trans stuff for a while. And I think that that's actually a return to the most toxic form of gender identity. I mean, like think about what it's like to be a little tomboy right now. as a girl who likes doing stuff that this is a girl, right? Like that's like my little, my sister is kind of a tomboy, like go-karts and dirty and wear overalls and ran around. Well, that's going to be encouraged to be a boy now. Right. Right. And I'm like, Hey, you can be, here's the thing that's weird is like kids are being taught. You can't, you can't actually be different than the gender trends because there are gender trends, of course. But if you actually, if you're like a non-conforming girl who's a tomboy or whatever, like, you know, likes to get rough and do different things for whatever reason, which Roe very likely could be, well, they're going to encourage you like, well, you're actually not a girl anymore. So you can't be a girl who's just different than most other girls, but you're still a girl very, as much of a girl as anybody else, as much as a woman of anybody else. Cause you want to just, cause you want to like, maybe you want to farm, you know, maybe you want to start a little farm and do your thing and you like tractors and goats and whatever it is. Well, uh, that little nine-year-old girl is being told that she's actually a boy. And that's fucking weird. Isn't that fucking, and it's like, that's this another one of those things where it's like, to speak to the, the gender dynamics, it's like, oh, so you can't be a non-conforming female anymore. You've got to be a, to be a woman now is to dress in women's clothes and, <laughs> and act like a ditzy bitch. According to Bud Light, right? Right. Which is, and, <laughs> and women have like, like you have come out of that being like, I'm going to like kind of reclaim my life in the way I want it to be. And now the narrative is that, oh, that doesn't really actually make any sense because that's, you're actually, it actually is by, by, by broadening the spectrum, you've made it more binary. It's like, oh, if you act like a woman, you're a woman. If you act like a man, you're a man. What does that even mean? What does it mean to act like a man? Right. Like, do you think like my, our friend Brian, right? Gay as fuck. He's as much of a man as I am. That doesn't mean, any, it doesn't mean he's a woman because he likes to get, fuck dudes. <laughs> right. He's a man just like me. I'm a man. We're men. Who cares? You know? It's, and it's, it's just a strange, like, how do you miss that? You know, and like women have gone through, it's like women have gone through so much to get to where they are today, where they can have really be whoever they want to be. And it's like, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> men, men are taking over your gender now too. So <laughs> it's like actually, actually and take being, it. You just have to take it. Actually being a woman is just this. Yeah. It's just, all it is is makeup and fucking a high pitch voice and, and you know, and address. saying you're a woman. Yeah. And just saying you're a woman. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. You know, the fact that you like are responsible for life. <laughs> like carrying and making life inside of you. Like that's not, that's, that's on the periphery it has to do with your makeup. <laughs> it's fucking weird, dude. It's a weird, weird thing. Yeah. And that's the thing is like for a while I was like, Oh, you know, people can kind of do what they want to do. And now I'm like, yeah, you guys lost me. You lost me about two years ago. I'm fucking out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. 
I'm going to call bullshit. When I, I got to call bullshit where it is. So what are you doing with Connor Wanders now and all your stuff? It's been really fun. It's a little bit less heated. Usually I keep a pretty, try to keep a very lighthearted demeanor. My, that's my work. Uh, you teed me up with some, like you like checked all the boxes for like, get me, <laughs> get me fired up. Uh, but no, it's really fun. I'm excited. To, the website's done. Coaching programs are ready to roll out. And I think kind of the, the principles have become so important. I think if you like attached back to your personal principles, it gives you so much more freedom. Right. And that's a big part of it is like, can you have, understand these? Can you like live through these? Can you limit the distractions? Can you, you know, and really find out what those are for you. For me, it's curiosity, passion, and resilience. That's my thing. Um, and that kind of bleeds into everything I do, right. Whether it's parenting or golf or a relationship, whatever it is. Um, and so what I would like to feel like could be really helpful is helping people like get through everybody's so disillusioned now, right? Like, like all this stuff I would just going on and on about, like, I'm, this is not like the most common response I got to politically homeless is like, you make me feel not crazy. <laughs> is it explain it in a way that's like, makes sense. And that's a lot of people are like that. Now there's a handful of resources like that. And, but a lot of those people don't really have the experience I do working with people. So being able to do that on the public platform and then work with people in that same kind of vein um, individually, I think that's gonna be really fun kind of back and forth. It actually just feels like it feels natural. Whereas politically homeless had, I loved it and it could have been really successful. And I think if it would have grown, I would have just stuck with that and ran with that. Uh, but the content moderation was really just like beat me down to where I was like, not able to grow it in the way that it should have grown. And that just like, really it's hard to like grind away at something when you feel like the deck stacked against you. So shifting things in a way where it feels more productive, I think is going to be better for the audience, better for me, better for clients, better for the business. Yeah. I think it also really affected your mental health and being in, <laughs> in politics and yeah, like so deep in it all the time. This is dirty, man. You got pretty depressed there for a while and really low. And I think you noticed close you know towards the end of my pregnancy that this is not healthy and i have to make a shift well the stakes changed yeah yeah and then we're here doing this i'm excited for you and i think it'll be fun to talk about stuff like what we talked about in this episode on this show you know just because i'm your perspective is really valuable and you see it from as a woman a woman who's been in different areas and works with women and that's something i don't you know i work with women but i'm not a woman no you are not (laughs) get some pigtails and put a dress on and prance around I'd like to see that. (laughs) Speaking of weird kinks. Oh, really? Thanks, babe. Thank you, babe. That was fun. I think. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I got a little aggressive. You got heated Connor today. Hope you guys still love me. I love you. I love you. Bye.